welcome to Radio Trivia Podcast Edition. This is episode 119, and with me this time, as promised on RFN, we have Guillaume Viette. Yeah, I already kind of messed up a couple of things before we even started, so... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, ho- hopefully there was not an introductory narration uh, on this uh, episode. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, it's nice to have you back, man. Hey, it's nice to be uh, playing again. I, I just, uh, I love this show. And uh, it's always fun to be on it, and as Johnny said, it's always fun to listen to it, or at least I hope it's going to be fun. Yeah, as I said, I might mess it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully you won't. I think we got a pretty quirky lineup um, this time, so maybe that's kind of a hint. Hmm. Um, but uh, I think there should be some interesting games in this uh, lineup to talk about. So uh, without any further ado, let's go on to the first game. Yes.
What was that instrument? Is it a, a mandolin or something? I, I just it just reminds me of I don't know like it sounds like something that could come out of the soundtrack of The Godfather or something. I, I, I'm pretty sure that's the intent here. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize that the uh, audio quality on this uh, soundtrack isn't as good as some other games. It's the best I could do for the soundtrack. So mm. I apologize, listeners, if there's some distortion or whatnot. steeped in the 70s, right? I guess so. I, I really didn't think about that. Hmm. You want to ask the question, Guillaume? Yeah, sure. Uh, in this game, what barn animal can you find chilling in a pool on top of a luxurious hotel? Thank you. 
well, that sounded epic. Did I choose the right song, Guillaume? That was a song that I wanted, yeah. It seems right. so totally out of place with the rest of this uh, this game, but it's awesome. And it's during an awesome sequence that I, I don't want to spoil, so everyone who hasn't played uh, LEGO City Undercover should do so right now. It's amazing. <laughs> uh, can I finish the podcast first? Uh, oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah, so this is LEGO City Undercover for the Wii U. Mm-hmm. One of uh, the best games on the system ever. Of course, one of the very few games on the system so far. Ever. Yeah, but but one of them, <laughs> but one that I think a lot of people overlooked simply because they probably had played a Lego game at that point and decided, you know what, I don't need more of this. And I think that's a shame and it's a mistake because it was my first Lego game that I actually truly played through and uh, it's probably like the, the, well, like the best thing that this team has ever done. Um, if I compare it to the uh, Lego Batman 2, which I reviewed and which was made just before this game, and uh, it's so, it's really inferior in every way. I, I've been trying to, you know, like spread a word about it on RFN, but you know, I got no reaction from the other guys. I, I just, uh, I just can't seem to find a way to sell this game. I don't know what I can say to to, to convince people, but it truly is amazing and funny, so funny. The uh, you got to listen to the actors deliver their lines. It's just like the, the perfect cartoon, and uh, as you can probably. Uh, guess from from the the some of the music that we've uh, played tonight like the there's a lot of spoofs there's a lot of uh, there's a whole level where you're being followed by these two cops this uh, this riff on uh, Starsky and Hutch and they don't really help you in any way they're just there to talk to each other and make jokes the whole time during the whole level and it's amazing has there been a subsequent Lego game release like of note, um, I guess this one isn't that old. Um, I'm, no. I'm just curious to see where the series goes from here. Whether they build on the sort of things that they did in that, or whether you know how much Nintendo influenced some of the aspects that you might have liked more. I'll, yeah, well, curious. it's hard for me to say because I've only sampled the last two games that they've made. But uh, from what I know of the previous games and uh, these last two that I played, they, they seem to be constantly improving uh, in pretty much every area. Um, because you know, only the last two games had voice acting. Uh, only Lego City Undercover does voice acting right. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> you know, they they seem to be learning more and more. Like they, these guys are cranking out these Lego games at a pace that's just impossible. But they keep reusing the same stuff. Obviously, like they keep reusing the same animations, the same. Uh, um, well, I, I guess like it's not too complicated to, to make uh, one Lego character look like another one. Uh, that, that's the whole point. Yeah, right. Lego theme is all about building blocks that you reuse, so it kind of kind of works for recycling yeah. assets actually pretty well. Yeah, and you know, like Lego Batman 2 had an open world. This game has a, a bigger open world, a more interesting open world. Um, yeah, like I, I don't know. I I, I think that Nintendo's uh, involvement has probably helped, 
but uh, I, I really doubt that the next game, which I think is going to be based on the Avengers or on, you know, like the Marvel comics, um, I, I, I doubt that's going to regress, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they, they really seem to be improving constantly. And, um, yeah, like, I, I don't know what to say. Like, it's really so much fun to, to climb around, to, uh, to find hidden secrets, but especially to go through the missions and experience the story. There, there's, I, I, I really felt at the end that I had had a great time with great characters and I last my ass off and uh, it's amazing. Like, there, there's just not many games out there that do comedy well. And I think this is one of them. Like, it gets it surprisingly right. Cool. Well, we didn't answer the the trivia question here. Um, so, you, so you say that there's a barnyard animal at the top of a hotel, which is crazy. But like I said, we got kind of quirky games this lineup. Yeah, yeah. Well, at some point, you know, throughout the whole game, you've got this... Uh, really severely stupid uh, rookie cop who's following you around and helping you out and um, uh, called Frank Honey, which who is basic, the, the best character in this game hands down. He, he plays basically the, the role of like that brick played in uh, Anchorman, you know, like so utterly dumb that this guy, prob- you know, there's no possible way that he could exist, but right. it's just hilarious. And uh, turns out that this guy, uh, this guy's parents own a hotel. And uh, after you've left uh, Frank Honey taking care of a ranch earlier in the game, later on you find him chilling in the pool uh, with his horse, also chilling in the pool on one of those inflatable mattresses. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's just like one of the, 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 the many, many, many great visual gags that you find in this game. So the horse is like uh, on the floating mattress. Yeah, yeah, just standing up on the floating mattress on the pool, on the hotel, and uh, <laughs> all right. You know, I I know, yeah. And Frank Honey is also on an inflatable mattress, just uh, chilling, and uh, yeah. I. What else can I say? I mean, you you should pigs out of cannons you uh you find horses and inflatable mattresses you uh you use a uh, a chicken to shoot eggs at enemies it's uh it's a wacky game all right let's uh let's go on to the next game here which is well it's strange but maybe in a different way so we'll talk about it all right
I uh, that that this definitely sounds retro. Yeah, it's, it's not a brand new game. That's a hint. Mm-hmm. It's older than Lego City Undercover. Definitely. mysterious and kind of sad hmm. I, I I guess uh, the music is all over the place in this game I don't think that you can characterize the music as anything in this game it's just it's music <laughs> so here's your question for the game for what reason was a young woman kidnapped before the start of this game's events
Uh, that was crazy and kind of sounded Eastern to me. The last time I was on like Destiny of an Emperor, when they had this kind of uh, cliche uh, oh. riff, yeah, Eastern yeah. riff, um, the instruments seem kind of similar. Um, <laughs> yeah, should, should I say uh, what game this is? Yes, what game is this? This is Avenging Spirit uh, on the Game Boy, actually. Which apparently is a port of an arcade, arcade game, of all things. Yeah, it's, that's weird. They only, it was only released on Arcade and Game Boy, which... I, I, I guess they were like, okay, the Game Boy is a hot thing right now, we're going to port to it, and then they gave up. <laughs> I guess. I, I don't know. It's not a bad game. I, I actually uh, played your copy. True. At, uh, at the hotel at E3. Yeah, while I was dealing with uh, computer problems, which are still unresolved. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> Several months later, or two months later. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah. no, I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Like, the, the game is, you know, pretty unpolished, and uh, yeah. yeah, but it's kind of the nature of it, I suppose. Like, you've got, you're this ghost, you're this spirit, this avenging spirit, some would say. And uh, you can possess basically any and all enemies in the game apart from the bosses. Mm -hmm. And uh, when you possess someone, you gain all their abilities, um, which are pretty limited. So when I'm saying all their abilities, really I mean like their whatever um, agility or lack of agility they have and their, their one attack. Um, like right, right at the begin, right at the beginning of the game, you can possess like a, a girl, a gangster, or a some sort of dragon thing. The dragon can shoot fire, but he can't really jump very high. Uh, the gangster can fire bullets with, with a, lot, uh, a much better range than the dragon has. Um, and the girl, of course, being in a video game, she she can jump really high and she kicks. Yeah. So well, uh, she kick right. The kick, the kick causes like a shockwave or something. Oh, oh yeah, you're or, right. Or maybe that's one of the later girls you can possess. I don't know. Yeah. It, it's a very short game, but the the fact that you can like you're not just choosing your weapon, you're choosing a whole really controls me. Each character feels different, and some of them like move really slowly. And sometimes the game trolls you. It's like you'll you'll get. You'll possess someone who's like just really slow and just like you know useless basically, mm -hmm. and so you sort of fiddle around and find the one that seems to work best for that level, and you try to keep hold on to them. But um, you know, like it's just sort of weird. Yeah, and in some levels there are kind of secret passages where the uh, some powerful enemy is hidden, and you have to go out of your way to get it. And it's really this interesting mechanic when the enemies are your power up. You know, like you, instead of finding some sort of a, uh, you know, secret uh, treasure treasure chest or something. No, like yeah. you're you're finding this enemy that you didn't know was in this level, and you possess them, and it turns out that the game, the rest of the level, is much easier when you're playing as this enemy. Um, right. And the enemies are all over the place. Like you've got vampires in the sewer. Uh, they, they shoot bats <laughs> at people for some reason. Yeah. Um, you've got robots that shoot lasers. You've got uh, kind of yogis um, or, or like a stereotypical yogi where uh, they, they sit cross-legged and you can infinitely uh, jump uh, while in the air. Like the, it's kind of like they, they kind of hover in a way. Right. But he has like a really shitty punch attack or something. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, like, th there's no real sense of c 
consistency. I think maybe there's like kangaroos. Uh, like, <laughs> I, I don't remember, but that's quite possible. They have yeah. a whole bunch of shit in that game, and uh, whatever. Hey, it flies. It's, I, mean, I mean, the whole concept is really weird because you'll possess an enemy, and then when you know when that enemy dies, or you decide you want to abandon that enemy for someone else. They just die, and it's like, you think about it, it's like, oh my god, you're just sort of, just sort of laying waste to people, and it's, I don't know, just... That's true. It's just weird. It's just a weird game, you know? You're possessing things and then letting them die when you say, eh, you know what, I like this guy over here more. Go ahead and turn to a skeleton and decompose. Ah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, you see their corpses after you, you... Yeah, that is kind of upsetting. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that. Um, and, and when you're in your spirit form, you look like you, you look adorable. Like you've got yeah. big anime eyes, and you're you're just like this little ball of cotton, basically, like this, right. uh, you know, this ghost. And you you just hover to the nearest enemy, and you've got two life bars, basically, like one life bar and one spirit bar, um, right. which goes down when you're outside, uh, like when you're not possessing someone. So really, like you're you're limited in time there, and uh, you you have to try to die close to another enemy. Right, and, and you're disincentivized from constantly swapping because that th you really lose energy every time you do that. So yeah, you know you, you got to choose your your enemies wisely and use them for a while. Yeah, it's it's one of those games that you know I wasn't really expecting much out of it, and when I started playing it, I thought, oh, did I make a mistake here? It seems pretty janky. But then you, you give it a shot and you realize, oh, like this game has a lot of hidden qualities, or like it's at least interesting. Yeah, it's short, right? It's like five levels or six levels long. Yeah, it doesn't really take. I don't remember how much uh, how much time it took me to, to beat it. Maybe uh, like two or three hours. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't remember if I actually beat it or if I just got to like really close to the end. But mm -hmm. I played it for maybe like an hour in your hotel room. Yeah. And, you know, for the cost, like, I, I don't mind. Like, it's a, it's a unique experience. You've never played anything like it. I guess the closest thing that um, exists today is what, like, Ghost Trick. And you're not really possessing enemies. You're possessing things and you're solving puzzles. Mm -hmm. So, really, only the, the base concept is the same. The, the execution yeah. is completely different. So, I didn't even uh, think about that game when I was playing this, so... Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, the, it was just the... the that's where my mind went uh, immediately, I suppose. Like, oh, okay, you're a spirit, you're possessing stuff. I guess if I had played Geist, I would have thought, oh, this is exactly like Geist, but I haven't, so... <laughs> Again, that, that's a pretty different game from, from a, a uh, run-and-gun-ish type. Yeah, 2D platformer slash action game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's like, what, like three bucks on, on the 3DS eShop? Something like yeah, that? It's, it's... Yeah, no more than four. Yeah. I can't imagine. I can't I'm, imagine it being I'm more than four. I'm glad it came out. I mean, this was published by Jalico or Jaleco. I don't know if that company still exists or if it's now just sort of a holding company or part of some big mm -hmm. conglomerate or something, but I hope they continue to release virtual console games because I know they made they published a bunch of other games including uh, Pinball Quest on the oh. NES and I, I've I've been really hoping that would come someday to virtual console so I don't know I, I think that Jalico has a couple had a couple more releases early on in the eShop's life on the 3DS and then it just dried up 
Um, not enough people have been buying a Vengeance Spirit, I suppose. Hmm. Is there time to reverse this? I don't know. <laughs> we'll just have to avenge the game. Yeah. May, may, maybe the millions of people listening to this will uh, all go rush and buy it. So we didn't answer the, the question yet. So Yeah. Well, I'm... Uh, I am actually curious to know the answer because, like, is there even a reason given for why the uh, yeah the, the the girl has uh, was kidnapped at the beginning of the game? So uh, there is a cutscene in, in the kind of introductory sequence. I don't remember if it's like after you put a star or whether it's you know if you watch the you know the teaser mm-hmm. you know before you press start. But basically, um, this scientist dude Stodder was kidnapped. So that by a gang, because the gang wanted to hold her for ransom to get a hold of his knowledge of ghost spirit energy. Hmm. And of course, since he knows about this ghost spirit energy, he's summoned you back as a ghost to, to rectify the situation. Now, according to the Wikipedia page, it's not in the game as far as I can tell, but according to the Wikipedia page, you used to be her boyfriend. Oh. And the gang killed you, whatever, because you went to save her or maybe maybe you were with her when she got kidnapped or something i'm not quite sure on that wow but that's the concept i don't think they say that in the game no or show no that. up until right this moment i thought oh the, the scientist guy just summoned a random spirit a, a random ghost to save his daughter which to me seems foolish i mean maybe i watched too many movies but uh ghosts aren't always good <laughs> yeah hmm so I don't know if that was in like the instruction manual or whether the Japanese version has some different text. Yeah, or maybe the arcade game has uh, something that the Game yeah, Boy lacks. maybe. I don't know, but that, that's the premise. As obtuse as that may sound. Cool. I, I don't think you really need a reason to possess uh, robots and shoot lasers at stuff and, and shoot bats out of a vampire's <laughs> tunic or, I don't know. Cloak or whatever. Yeah, cloak. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, yeah. So, again, another strange game. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, we're going on to the third game here, and this is a listener request. So it was requested uh, by Jesse from Kansas, also known as VG Tribune in the forums. Awesome.
that's what I like to call a soulful uh, guitar solo. Except it was not a solo. But it was soulful. <laughs> <laughs> it was very soulful. Well, there's a lot of guitar in this game, I'll tell you that. Um, maybe that's the most pleasant guitar you'll hear. But huh. uh, <laughs> Well, you'll see. It's not like hideous or anything. Okay. guitar in this one yeah sorry about that um, i was promised guitar i i know you know well a lot of the songs have guitarists so i really tried to avoid it i think <laughs> i'm sorry I, I picked you know i don't pick the songs right before the uh, episodes so sometimes i forget uh, exactly which tracks i settled on mm. fair enough it happens we're all mm. getting old yeah <laughs> 
here's your question. What is the subtitle of this game's re-release? I think I've never played this game, whatever it is. I, I, I have no idea. I would have remembered that guitar. I think. <laughs> well, I don't. I don't remember if you played it or not. Um, I, I thought this game came up on RFN. This is Shin Megami Tensei: Devil Survivor for the DS. Oh, okay. I, I guess it makes sense. I, I, I haven't played it. The only games that I've played and. The whole uh, Shin Megami uh, universe are the Persona games, which are not on Nintendo platforms, mm-hmm. and uh, Shin Megami Tensei 4. Well, uh, this is, um, I mean, I, I haven't played this game. I, I, I did some research on it. it. It's it's a tactical strategy game, so it's a little bit more like something like uh, Fire Emblem, but uh, it still has the, the same basic premise of your controlling uh, demons, so like, your, your units are basically um, one of the main characters plus two uh, demons that are flanked with them. So you, you, whatever, you're still acquiring new demons, and I, I don't know if there's similar kind of conversations like in Shin Megami Tensei 4 to acquire them, but it, you know it's it's very similar in a lot of ways. And when you look at a battle, um, it, it looks very similar to you know what I remember seeing at the E3 demo of in the fourth game in the series. So it's definitely a Shin Megami Tensei game in terms of presentation and general concept. Um, right. the, the basic idea is that um, I guess Tokyo is like in a state of calamity, and you have to like you have to escape from some quarantine zone. 
um, and you have like eight days to do that, and so the the game takes place over that course of the eight days. So in that sense, actually, kind of reminds me of um, we just had it recently. We just had it like last episode. What was the game that you did, you did a retroactive on? Oh, uh, I, I wasn't on that uh, retroactive, but it was uh, the world ends with you. So some of the story kind of reminds me of that too. But um, it's this game is really well received. It got a it got a sequel in I think at least Japan. I don't know if it came out. Yeah, in the no, US. The, the sequel came out here, and it also got a uh, a 3DS remake, which uh, apparently is very very lazy or. <laughs> Very misguided, yeah. Uh, because the the main play field is still on the bottom screen, so uh, for most of the game, supposedly the uh, the top screen is just blank. It's just yeah. like dark. So <laughs> so there's not a whole lot of 3D there. Yeah, they they re-released it so that they could do voice acting on it or something like yeah, stupid like that. Yeah, and the voice acting from what I've read is uh, well, from what I've heard uh, in the the trailers I've seen is just horrible. Like, it brings down the whole package. Oh, man. So th- this is uh, this is from the DS game. I don't know if the overclocked version um, has a different soundtrack or a modified soundtrack, but th- this is the DS game, the original. Right. I don't know. I mean, it, it seems, seems pretty good. I mean, it, there's definitely a lot of care in the localization, and there's a lot to do. Like I said, there's, you know, 100-plus demons to... To acquire and you can mix and match them and there's some sort of like breeding system or combining system for them and so you know there's there's a lot of stuff in there yeah i i uh, i was looking a little bit like maybe a couple of months ago before uh, i i was getting myself hyped for shin megami tensei 4 and uh i had played persona 4 a couple of years previously and uh prior and uh I was just looking at Amazon.ca at the different Shin Megami Tensei games that I could mm-hmm. buy, and a lot of them are like the PlayStation 2 ones were $20, and uh, the DS ones were still pretty easily available. I think that Overclocked on 3DS, uh, Devil Summoner Overclocked, was easier to get and cheaper than the, the, the DS game. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, like the, the, the prices all seemed right to me, but then I thought, uh, as you said, there's a lot of there's a lot to do in these games and uh it's not really the money that's the problem it's the time and i thought maybe i just i I better just uh make sure that i i I still want to play shin megami tensei 4 when it comes out Mm -hmm. and i uh you know dedicate devote my time to that instead of uh digging into the the past games and perhaps not having that great of an experience because well, you know, they're older, they might not look as good, they might not be as uh, as friendly to the players. And I, I think I made the right choice. This is a weird thing to be complaining about. It seems like there's a, a lot of RPGs coming out around now, especially on, on the 3DS handheld. I mean, there's Shin Megami Tensei 4 came out. Before that was Fire Emblem. We got the new um, Mario & Luigi coming out soon. Yeah, Train Odyssey 4 came out this yeah, year. Yeah, I just—I mean, it's a—it's a great thing, the problem to have. But I, mm-hmm. I can totally see where you're coming from. Where it's like, eh, if I buy this game over here, am I really going to have time to play this other one? Because I—I'm like, I want to play. I don't know. There's a whole bunch of stuff I want to play. You know, there's, there's uh, you know, the game Johnny talked about on, on our fun recently. Um, oh, Nino Kuni. Nino Kuni, thank you. And uh, that, I totally want to check that game. But again, it's like that's yeah. like a hundred-hour game. It's like. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's the same thing here. I, I wanted to buy that game when it originally came out, and I was like, do I have the time to play it now? No, I don't. Okay, I'm gonna wait. And uh, that's one of the things that I like about the pretty much every game now being available digitally. You don't have to, to fear uh, that, you know, stores are going to run out of copies and it's going to be incredibly hard to find and, you know, your, your copy of Earthbound is going to be uh, cost you $600. Uh, that's not a problem anymore. Um, so yeah, Nino Kuni, I, was, I, I felt confident that it would be uh, like on PSN at some point, and it is. Uh, I'm not sure at what price, but certainly not more, for more than what it was sold for at the beginning when it right, came originally, out. You know? yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's funny because uh, Guillaume, you, you had suggested at the last minute we use Shin Megami Tensei 4. I'm like, no, I chose a different game because I had already <laughs> had this in the lineup. So, so um, yeah, so yeah. We'll, we'll be able to use that in the future. Yeah, I, I, I like this uh, this series. I, I think I'm going to be, I, I'm going to keep being a fan, but I'm, I'm still in the middle of Shin Megami Tensei 4, and I doubt I'm ever going to make my, you know, like, Play my way back into the series. Um, Soul Hackers came out earlier in the year, and uh, I, I skipped that one to make sure that I was still, you know, that I was half time for Shin Megami Tensei 4. And this, there's no way to keep up. Like, there's no way to. Uh, I don't know. No, I, I understand. I mean, there are a lot of we're releasing a lot of games in this whatever family. I, I, I get confused by the whole thing because there's. Shin Megami Tensei and Persona and mm-hmm. a whole bunch of other stuff. But uh, if if you were totally into this, there was there was a lot of content for you. Yeah, first world problems, too many games. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, the next uh, game is also a listener request. This one was requested by Retro Decades from Langley, British Columbia.
Well, that was goofy yet sinister. <laughs> Ooh, that clip. Mm. <laughs> uh, goofy yet sinister, yes. <laughs> nice. completely in the dark here. I don't know what they're going for. Earlier I was saying goofy yet sinister here. Uh, uh, I don't know. It's like, it's mysterious. Yeah. I, w- I didn't know what this game was and I heard the soundtrack and I, I was way off on uh, what kind of game this was. Hmm. Please give me a question that will solve, solve this mystery. It won't. Um, <laughs> what is the name of the mouse hero in this game? Huh.
just how many games have a uh, mouse hero anyway? I can't figure this one out. Well, it was a bit of a misleading question because there are four heroes in this game. Okay. This is Little Samson for the NES. A huh. pretty obscure uh, Taito game. I think this game yeah. came out in like 1992. It's a late NES game. It has a pretty impressive graphics. I mean, it's, it's a late NES game, so the sprites are pretty detailed. Um, it's, it's a platformer. Yeah, I've seen this game in action. Like, I've looked at a couple of videos after uh, a friend of mine actually imported a, a cartridge from Japan. Um, apparently, it's super, super rare and very, very valuable, uh, the, the North American copy, if you've got it. Um, and apparently, uh, my friend, the Void, uh, as he's called on the sort of message boards, um, had this game a couple of years ago and uh, just sold it for like four bucks at the video store. No! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, oh. but yeah, like the, the, the game has a interesting history that I haven't brushed up on, so... Uh... Well, it, it... I don't know if there was really that much of a history. It was like a 1992 game. Taito wanted to release a game that, you know, because they saw like Mega Man and... And, you know, Castlevania and some of these other kind of action platformer games doing real well, and they wanted in on that. Right. So, um, they released this, and I guess it got a pretty lukewarm reception. I, I don't know. I think maybe the name is kind of crappy. Little Samson makes it sound like a Bible game or something. Yeah. yeah but I, I think that the game uh, had pedigree, but uh, offhand, I can't really think of, uh, like, who did what. I think that all these, all the people, all the key people who made the game were known for some big franchise or for some big game that they made. Oh, I don't, I don't doubt it. It's, it's impressive looking, and the concept is that uh, you have four heroes. It's a little bit like, um, like if you played one of the Goemon games or, or maybe Euphoria, where you can like switch between these four different characters at will. Right. Um, at, the, at the very beginning, it's. Again, kind of like Mega Man, you choose between four different stages, and each stage is dedicated to one character. And then after those four stages are complete, you can, you know, swap amongst them at all, at, you know, at your leisure. And um, you know, each of the characters is pretty different. You know, the mouse character was, I think his name is Ko. Okay. Um, he can, you know, he's smaller, so he can go, you know, squeeze through, you know, tighter spaces. And there's a dragon that can kind of hover in the air for a little bit and you know Samson can climb up walls and, and the ceiling so he can you know basically wall jump and stuff mm-hmm. so um, different you know different mechanics and you gotta juggle them it, it just seems like a really cool game um, I'd never heard of it it's not on virtual console it, there's no good reason for it really it's you know it's owned by I presume Square Enix still owns the rights to it. If, if it was published by Taito, maybe it was. Right, it might have been I, developed by someone else, I, I guess. Yeah, I think that there is something up with the rights. Like it might not be Square Enix. Okay. I, I think that the, it's the uh, the case here is that people don't know who has the right to this game. Mm. So yeah, it, we're probably never going to see it on the Virtual Console. The shame. And, I think I think this would be a hidden gem. Yeah, no, definitely. The people should definitely look it up on YouTube because the, the sprites look amazing, and uh, yeah, it just looks like a fun action game. Big yeah. bosses, uh, um, but 
but I haven't played it and probably never will. Yep. Yep. And that's sad. Well, you know, stranger things have happened, so it's possible that someone will drudge it up. I just, there's no love for this game in terms of, like, you know, a big fan base. It's just sort of... Uh, well, I'm not so sure about that. Like, I was completely ignorant of it, and uh, when I saw, the first time I saw a video of it, I posted it on Twitter, and some other people replied to me, what, like, you had never heard of this game? And But these people are, you know, collectors. Uh-huh. So I think that it's mostly well known uh, for you know to collectors just because of the value of the cartridge, and then they, they look it up and they realize oh shit this looks like a really great game. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> that's uh, not it going to attract a bunch of sales on a virtual console. I mean, it, no, they'd have to promote this and show yeah this is a really cool lost gem, and Nintendo really just isn't that proactive about you know promoting. I think they feel that it won't. So unless you have to push it harder, it's not going to do it, from, from what right. I've seen. Yeah. Oh, well. At least I can finally play Earthbound. Yeah, I still haven't started that game. <laughs> Me neither. Freaking Shin Megami Tensei 4. One game at a time. We'll get through this. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, we got one last game here. <clears throat> and it, again, we're, we're kind of continuing the trend of kind of crazy or, or strange or, or just sort of unknown games. <laughs> hmm.
that was jazzy is basically all I can say about this track. was a short loop I, I guess uh, it's some sort of menu yeah I think it's like a world map type hmm. type thing well here's your question the objects you use to attack enemies are all variations of what theme
I wow, I'm really doing badly. I I can't do well at this uh, at radio <laughs> trivia unless I, I pick every game basically. <laughs> Well, That's what it comes down to. I would not expect you to get this game, Guillaume. This mm. is Spinky's Quest for the Super Nintendo. Oh, I boy. selected this particular game using the random uh, soundtrack feature on, on the uh, SNES Music Archives website. Okay, so yeah. what is Spinky's Quest about? So, um, Spinky's Quest is a... Is kind of a... Well, it's a platformer, but it's more like a maze platformer in a sense. It's what it reminded me of when I, when I looked at the videos for this game, it, it's a little bit like Haggleman 1 and 2 from Retro Game Challenge. Okay. Um, or, or something else of that style, where you're running around and jumping and, and attacking guys, but um, it's it's kind of within a confined room area. Oh, okay. And, like, the screen wraps around, or...? The screen, I don't think the screen wraps around in this particular game, but it, you can't, you know, you don't go up or down, really, in terms of scrolling. And mm. So it's, it's everything is one one screen high. Right. And um, the way you attack enemies is you blow this bubble, and you can bounce the bubble in the air a few times, and every time you bounce it, it, it uh, changes its power and gets bigger. And uh, when you pop it, it turns into a some sort of sports ball, whether it, or or multiple sports balls. So if you bounce it once, maybe it's like a little ping pong ball or something. And if you bounce it four times, it's you know like a whole slew of basketballs that kind of come spewing out and, and fall down. And so the, the, the battle mechanic seems kind of weird and, and just sort of uh, I don't know. It just seems like you can spam pretty easily with with the nature of it. Maybe the video just makes it look easier than it is. But right. Um, I just sort of got the impression that you sort of want to get close to or slightly above whatever enemy you're trying to kill, and then, you know, you pop it, and then they die. And, um, you know, like I said, maybe I'm oversimplifying, I haven't played the game, but it doesn't look like there's a lot of, like, puzzle solving or anything to it, it's really just sort of kill all the enemies, but, uh, it's kind of weird, you play as this monkey, um, and it's visually kind of okay, all, all the enemies are fruit. The bosses are giant fruits, like the first boss is like a giant apple. Okay. So, you know, I was like, okay, that's kind of weird. And uh, I don't know, it just, it's just sort of a strange game. Um, I, I don't know how well known the game is, I, I suspect it's pretty obscure. But uh, it did come out in at least the US. Yeah, I'm looking at a video of it right now, and I. I don't know, something about the, the whole the basketballs uh, thing rang a bell, but I, I guess not. I've never seen this game before, but it does look incredibly cute. Yeah, visually it looks quite nice. In terms of gameplay, it looks kind of generic. <laughs> so it's, yeah. like, it's quirky yet at the same time kind of bland. I, I don't know. I think it was a Game Boy game, too. Oh, okay. I'm watching him bounce a bubble on his head and uh, for, for big points. And, uh, right. Yeah, I think I would have been bored by this game as a kid. <laughs> yep, I, I think I would have been too if uh, I had been unfortunate enough to receive this game. Mm. So, uh, yeah, what was this, Natsume, I think, made this game? and uh, Yeah. Mm, not not, uh, not their finest release. No. Yeah, they, they're not bad, usually. Uh, Natsume, I mean, but uh, I, I guess you really have to, to, uh, to pick and choose the, the best games. <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, yeah, kind of ending on a weird note there, but uh, that 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 is the last game from this episode, and, or for this episode. 
Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, I'm sorry. Like it's so it's it's past midnight here. It's on a weekday. I, I'm really thinking of uh, getting back to bed. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I, uh, man. This a, maybe this is a bad time to, to record this. Uh, well, you know, I said yes. I, I was desperate to be in another episode of Radio Trivia, and uh, everyone has to pay the price. <laughs> That's right. Uh, we're punishing you all. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I, I think this is a strange assortment of games, and uh, you know, I, I'm I po- I pick most of them. So, blame me if they're kind of odd. But. Yeah. Um, Next time, I'll, I'll try to, to, to pick more inspiring choices, and uh, perhaps I'll, I'll save us from this fate <laughs> of uh, watching Spanky's Quest. You listen I, to Spanky's Quest, not... Well, listen, you watched it. I'm watching it. I'm, I'm entranced by what I'm seeing here. <laughs> go it's to like, bed. <laughs> <laughs> if you're entranced by Spanky's Quest, go to bed. Yeah, I'm probably uh, uh, on the verge of hallucinating here. All right, well, uh, Guillaume, thank you for uh, co-hosting. You can hear Guillaume pretty much every week on uh, Radio Free Nintendo. Yeah, and when I've had, uh, you know, when I'm in good shape and tired and have had a a good night's sleep, uh, I'm actually uh, fun to listen to, I think. I hope. Uh, Nervous laughter. (laughs) 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 All right, let's, uh, let's close this out. Bye, everyone. Lego City Undercover is copyright 2012, TT Games Publishing. Avenging Spirit is copyright 1992, Dalico. Shin Megami Tensei Devil Survivor is copyright 2009, Atlas. Little Samson is copyright 1992, Taito Akeru. Spanky's Quest is copyright 1991, Natsume. You aren't giving a hint, are you? <laughs> oh, I'm... Mm. <laughs> well, if, if, I, if, I ju- if I judge by the, uh, the reaction that I got when I was talking about... Oh, no, sorry. Cut that out. I'm giving way too many hints. But, um, you know, in this game, for whatever reason, um, well, we'll tell you, but eh, scratch that. That's terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Walking on sunshine sucks noodles.